This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. On the wine roads, a wine road trip that takes you to the four corners of the world to discover the most beautiful wine estates. Fifth stop, the United States, California, episode two. I leave San Francisco taking Route 29 to run the 80 kilometers separating me from the Napa Valley, the best renowned valley of California, with numerous little charming towns scattered all over the place like that of Calistoga. But if I took Route 29, it's above all because it's the wine route of the Napa. It's the only one to run alongside the wine train, which stops at the best vineyards on a 50 kilometer track. If the train played an important role during the gold rush, it has also played an important one in the economical and agricultural development of the region by offering a regular service in the entire valley. Traveling in this mythical train gives me the impression of going back in time. Today, the train has become a means to discover the valley while comfortably sitting with a view over the rows of wine in the surrounding hills. The first vineyard on my wine route is the pioneer of the Californian Grand Cru, an extraordinary estate, the Newton Estate. I'm meeting up with Chris Millard, the director of the estate, but I soon find out that what will be the hardest is to find him. The cellar is so impressive, I got lost in the middle of maze of barrels, a labyrinth in which more than one would like to be trapped. Chris? Are you Chris? Francois? Oh. Yes. Took me a while to find you. You made it. <laughs> yes, I made it. Welcome to Newton Vineyard. Pleased to meet you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It was long to find you, though. Huh? Uh, I've been airing around. This yes, is like a yes, labyrinth. In the cellar. Absolutely. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Cool, cool temperature here. It feels good. Did you see our garden? We're underneath the garden. Well, underneath the garden here? Underneath the garden. Yes, we have a garden just over our heads. Really? Yes. I didn't see anything. We should go show it to you. OK. Let's go see All right, let's go to the right. open air. Let's go. It's less chilly. Yes. I can't believe we had that over our heads. Yeah, this is over the top of our Chardonnay caves below us. So this is like a really natural... It's very natural. I mean, it's beautiful. It's amazing. But it serves a great purpose in that it insulates our barrel caves below us and keeps the natural temperature throughout the year so we don't have to apply any cooling or heating to those caves. It's amazing. It's a natural, uh, how do you say, uh, regulations yes, for the temperature. absolutely. Absolutely. A perfect place to ferment and store unfiltered Chardonnay. It's fantastic. Yes. It's the only one like that in California or in the States, There's no? There's nothing else like this in the world. It's unique, but nothing in the Napa Valley, for sure. Nothing like this. Yes. And all these wine yards are yours? Yes. So this is Everything you can see around us and up the hillsides here. This is Cabernet Franc on the hillside. Surrounded, surrounding the gardens. Yeah. Fantastic. And all this, what is this? And this is all a new planting of Cabernet Sauvignon. But here in Napa, what, what are the, uh, the most common uh, varieties that we can find? Well, here in the Napa Valley, 
Cabernet Sauvignon is king, yeah. of course. Okay. <laughs> and being on Spring Mountain, uh, very much, uh, very much a very warm region. Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Petit Verdot, Cab Franc are the main varieties. To the south of us, we also own vineyards there in the Carneros region, which is much cooler, yeah. more like Burgundy. So Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, and that's where our Chardonnay comes from to the south of us. So there is Chardonnay and Pinot Noir also in Napa, yes. not only in Sonoma. Sonoma. Correct, okay. yeah, also here in the Napa Valley. And we've really done a very good job in the Napa Valley of, de of determining where to grow those varieties. Yeah. And here in Spring Mountain, it's all about Bordeaux Reds. And you do blending like in Bordeaux also? We do. We yeah. have a wine that we make from this property. It's called the Puzzle. Oh, I've heard about that. That's the, the wine with made from 112 parcels? 112 different parcels on the property. And we pick each one of them separately, sometimes multiple times. So I'll end up with well more than 112 individual lots of wine, very, very small, just a few barrels in some cases. And then it takes us two years to assemble that wine together. And we make just a small quantity of that, but all five Bordeaux varieties are in it. And the, we get the name because the, the, the blend changes each year. Yeah. So that's, that's the puzzle. We have to evolve the puzzle and uh, figure out what it is. And each how year. do you blend so many <laughs> Uh, it takes weeks to put those, to actually sit down with my team and put the puzzle together. But we taste every single one of those lots, every one of those barrels. We select the best of the best from each vintage, and that's what eventually goes into the bottle. So it's a long process, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I get to do this. It's fantastic. So, Francois, yes. I have something prepared for you, something special, a few, uh, little tasting. Uh, I'd love to uh, take you up to our terrace where we've got a little tasting of our wines. You know what? I would, I would love to try that. All right. Well, follow oh, me. Okay. Let's, well, uh, let's go to the terrace. I'll show I'll you. I'll follow you anywhere, Chris. <laughs> Chris invites me to the terrace overlooking the garden and the valley. The view of these hillsides and the rows of wine enclosed in the conifer woods is unique. So bad. I don't like that view. No. <laughs> Tasting a glass of Chardonnay in this environment has got something magical about it. All the nature giving life to the wine that I'm about to taste is within reach. Yeah, it's, it's almost dry. I mean, it, it's, yes. it's got something afterwards that I've never it's felt a long, in a Chardonnay. long finish to it, a richness to it. I mean, it's dry. It's, it's not a sweet wine, but there's a sweet fruit to it. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so Francois. much for your hospitality. I'm glad you found us. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to. I've got a strange sensation of liberty, and I feel in complete osmosis with the nature. Chris makes me live a great moment of happiness. All good things come to an end. I have to leave Newton and its fantastic French garden planted on the roof of the cellar. I head back to the wine train, taking me to another stop on my wine route. The wine train has got a unique cellar offering more than 40 wines of different styles for tasting. They all come from the Napa Valley and accompany the travelers as they travel along the vineyards. The vocation of the wine train being to make discover the best wines of the Napa, it couldn't do without a gastronomic restaurant to emphasize them. I ask to meet the American chef Kenny McDonald, who I hope will let me take part in a nice cuisine experience. Hi Francois. Yes. Our chef is ready for you to come join him in the kitchen. Are you ready? Ah, wonderful. Fantastic. Right now? Let's go. Okay, let's go. Francois, I'd uh, love to introduce you to my executive chef, uh, Kelly McDonald. Francois, I've got so much about you. Nice to meet you. How are you? Yeah, well, this is our so. muscle kitchen, and I'm just thrilled to have you. I have a little red wine for us, a little Pinot, one of my favorite varietals. Oh, so I'm a Pinot Noir. So I chose this because it's smooth. It's a little warm outside today. And you cook with it? Uh, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, a little bit. But what we're going to do today is just a little grilling on there and, and explain the food and wine and the marriage of food and wine on the Napa Valley Wine Train and my philosophy here in the kitchen. You ready to go? Sure. Ready? 
All right, so we'll put our wine glasses right here, nice and hot. Now we have some beautiful Dixon lamb. This is from Dixon, California. Look at the eye on this. Where is Dixon, California? Dixon is on the way to Sacramento. Okay. So. And so what we have here is a little crackling mix. I call it Kelly's crackling mix. It's sugar, garlic, extra virgin olive oil, grapeseed oil from Europe. And uh, what we do, and a little black pepper. It, it's it's yeah. really sweet. I mean, now what we're it gonna sweetens do, the garlic. So we're gonna baste this a little bit. Just a la minute. I think that's how you say it. Okay, it's okay. All right, okay. So we're gonna grill it. Get some uh, color on there. This is a little fig reduction. Last year's Byron figs out of uh, uh, California uh, with a little bit of red wine and syrup. Okay, sweet peas. Beautiful Watsonville spinach, spinach yeah. chives, fried sage, white wine stewed garlic, uh, some white wine poached banana fingerlings, okay, uh -huh. and some uh, fennel pollen. Okay. Kelly moves quickly around in the tiny room. His dexterity impresses me. I didn't imagine how cooking in a wagon constantly moving around could be so dangerous. He will first seal the rack of lamb before terminating the cooking in the oven. And if that wasn't complicated enough, Kelly has carefully boned the rack of lamb. The cook undoubtedly measures up to the legendary wine train. Kelly won't say it, but one of his secrets is the garlic and the sugar, which, when caramelizing, brings a softness and an aroma without comparison to the lamb. The setting is really simple, but it works. A seemingly simple plate, but a very efficient one. A reduction based on figs and Californian red wine to give some relief to the dish, and there you have it. What's left to be done is taking the meat out of the oven. This double cooking guarantees meat that is grilled on top and perfectly rosy on the inside, close to perfection. Final touch, the juice of the meats together with Bordeaux wine. A small exception to the rules of the train, but for the personal pleasure of the chef. It's simple, once you have this dish in front of you, there's only one thing to do, run to taste it. Indisputably, the wine train is the inescapable address of the Napa Valley, but also the best means to cross the vineyards and to let oneself get carried away by a whirlwind of culinary sensations. For me, this voyage in time, with both wine and gastronomy, is coming to an end. But the old locomotive has still got many years in front of her to fulfill all the world's wine lovers. On the Wine Roads, from a documentary series directed by Eric Michaud, with Luna Sands and François Montagu. Sound editing, Agathe Leroux and Guillaume Suppy. And mixing, Thomas Gabriel. Music by My Music Library. And Angle, the An Interscope Production. <laughs>